Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Well, welcome, folks. Uh, you're, you've tuned into the Horrible Movie Podcast. Horrible Movie Podcast. Not the Horror Movie Podcast, but the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, my guest this week uh, is someone that I spend a lot of time with because we are betrothed to be married forever. And her name is Amanda. Hi. Amanda, what's up? What's up, Jim? You ever had, you ever had that introduction? Betrothed to be married forever? That's kind of weird. <laughs> right. It is a little weird. I, yeah. Um, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> a little weird. A little weird. Uh, <laughs> what's the tagline for this movie? What did I say? This is actually, it fits in my, uh, he makes the trouble. This is actually for all of us. This is it, for you and I both. This is actually true. He makes the trouble. She takes the blame. <laughs> story of my life. The story of my life. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this week's episode is Drop Dead Fred. Yep, that's right. Not the Fred YouTube channel movies, okay? Not those movies. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? There's a guy named Fred that's had a YouTube channel, and then they, they've spun it off into these movies. This is, no, this is the 1991 movie called Drop Dead Fred, in the same vein that is Beetlejuice, in the same vein that is... What did I say earlier? You said poltergeist, but I don't really know well, about no, that. Well, no, no, no. I called him a poltergeist. <laughs> Mask, Maurice from Little Monsters, very yes. similar. Actually, that those these two movies are very similar. Very similar. Uh, and Maurice came out in like 89, so or Little Monsters came out in like 89 or 88. Right in that Fred Savage wheelhouse with the wizard and the wonder year. Anyway, but this is not that. This is Drop Dead Fred starring Phoebe Cates. Uh, Carrie Fisher is also in this movie, folks. And I'll tell you right now, uh, she does a great job. She does. She's, she's not in it very long. She's the best part of that movie. She really is. Um, other than what's his face, the uh, what's his name? I keep messing his name. Tim Matheson, the longtime Hollywood actor that probably has just a gajillion dollars, right? Probably. He's been in a billion things. Anyway, um, so Amanda, why? What number one? It's a, a, nearing Halloween time. Uh, Halloween time. Not Halloween Town, but Halloween Time. <laughs> That's for another week, by the way. It's nearing Halloween Time. It is. And so this is a little close to a scary, scarier kind of movie, maybe. Um, maybe a little bit. We talked about a couple other things. We talked yes. about Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes. Uh, and some other movies. Teen Witch. Teen Witch. It's a good one. But we settled on Drop Dead Fred. We did. Why, why Drop Dead Fred? And when was the first time you remember hearing, uh, seeing Drop Dead Fred? So literally, literally, I don't have a, a solid memory of like when I watched it or like the time frame of which I watched it. I just remember we had cable growing up and it being on, I don't know if it's like USA or TBS or like oh. one of those types of channels yes. that plays movies like this a lot uh -huh. and they play them frequently. Yes. Um, I just vaguely remember watching this movie a lot whenever because it came out in like in 91 that's when my sister was a senior in high school okay and it probably would have been like several you know like two or three years after that yeah. i just remember it being on and i would watch it with my mom when it was on and not really liking it but just thinking it was weird but i would still watch it well, you had nothing else. Back then, we didn't have other, was, a whole lot of options. There weren't so options. Whatever. You said you had cable. Like I said, we, did have we cable. didn't have cable for a good chunk of we my early cable. childhood. And then we got cable, and it was like it's really mind-boggling because USA or TBS would play mm -hmm. these movies that we, for some reason, end up talking about on this show. Um, so Drop Dead Fred. Uh, did you like this movie? You said you were kind of like, this is a dumb movie. I would watch it. I just remember, like, when it was on, I would watch it. And I would not leave, but I don't. But I always thought it was weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand myself at how, all. How old were you in 1991? Nine. Yeah, ish. Um. So, were you allowed to watch it? Yeah, my mom and dad like. This does have some a little bit of language. It does have a little bit of yeah. language. But it's, it's I, I don't know the audience for this movie. Right, a, a, a kids movie. 
because it feels very much like a kids movie. Like now that I watch it as an adult, as an adult, like it, it's just very kid ish. But it has, although there are some, some things. weird themes in it. Yeah, there are some. But there's things. some weird stuff in the trailer, like right. the, very adult things in the trailer. But I think they put the very adult things in the trailer that it's actually in the movie, like that thing that he does in the trailer. Folks, folks, if you don't know, yeah. we have a uh, we have a pre-show for this show, um, but we talked about five made-up characters, basically imaginary <laughs> characters. I left off Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, he would have fit oh, in that yeah. list. Anyway, oh, definitely. He probably would have been. A I top only say two, that. Right? I only say that because there's this eye bug out thing that oh. right. That I almost said right. Said Fred. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my. That's right. Said Fred. Right? Isn't that right? Yes. Right. Said Fred. I'm too sexy. Yes. Um, drop dead Fred. Yes. He does his eye bug out thing, and it's really awkward when he does it. It's so weird. Anyway, he doesn't do it much though. Just a handful. Just the, of well, times. that one time when he yeah. was. Yeah, and it's about like an awkward time. Awkward. When he does it. Okay. Um. So. So, so, drop dead Fred. Uh, did you have an imaginary friend growing up, Amanda? I, I did. I did. Whatever. I did. Tell us about this imaginary friend. Well, hold on to the desk, Jack. Okay. My imaginary friend. <laughs> uh, hold on, wait. I am now holding on to the desk. Go. Went by the name of Luke Perry. Whatever. That's, that's a real person. <laughs> Yeah. But it wasn't the real Luke Perry. It was an imaginary Luke Perry. It was like what Luke Perry would look like if he were 10. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you, you would like hang out with Luke Perry and talk right. to him? I mean, he wasn't real. I just told my cousin Amy about my imaginary friend named Luke Perry. When he walked in the room, did it go? <laughs> yeah, it's because I had the. That's 90210, folks. I had the 90210. Dolls, <gasps> not all of them, because we pose. So you had Luke, but we Perry, had like one. Nine or two. Dylan, and wasn't he Dylan? Yes. And he was actually like a thirty-five-year-old man acting as a yeah. high school in that show. I'm not lying, guys. Yeah. Like he, Dylan McKay, was really like in real life. Luke Perry was like older. Right. Um, he, like one Christmas. I know this might not be it's time a Christmas for, miracle. Like this might not be a story time here, but um oh, we did that in the pre-show as well. One one Christmas, my cousin Amy and I, who is your age, oh yeah. Um, she and I really wanted 90210 dolls yeah. that year. Why not? Like for Christmas. Really wanted it. <laughs> yeah. And we were kind of notorious for snooping around my aunt's house. Her grandmother, my great aunt. We were notorious yeah. for this around Christmas. I'm sure time. your cousin Amy did a little sneaking around. So um, we would sneak around, and we saw this box one time, like where we knew my aunt Betty like kept the Christmas presents. Yes, we saw this box uh-huh. and it had, and it was labeled nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, and we were like, sweet, yes, nine hundred two one zero dolls. We yeah. scored. Yes, um, and then you know we like put it out of our minds, and then Christmas actually like shaking the tree. The event of yes. shaking the tree. Yeah, happens. by the way, that's a real event at. Uh, Amanda's family's house. It's I called Shaking a... <laughs> the Tree. Right. And we, we, we do it every Christmas. Shaking the Tree. I'm, I promise I'm not a crazy person. I probably sound like a oh, crazy dear, person. Oh, right dear. It's now. fine. We're all a little so, crazy. Amy and I are like gearing up to open up our, um, our present on <laughs> Christmas Eve. And we open it up. And to our heartbreak, it is just, I say just, it's just, just a 90210 sleeping bag. There oh. are no dolls. Oh, man. I thought so, we were going to say it was a, like, she got it wrong and got a Save with the Bell doll and anyway, you got Zach Morris. Luke Perry, <laughs> imaginary friend. Awesome. Not, but not really an imaginary friend. I just made it up because I wanted to be a cool kid who had an imaginary friend. Well, Luke Perry is... I didn't have enough an imagination to even invent a cool name for an imaginary friend. <laughs> he was just Luke Perry. Yeah. Anyway. Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a name for you. I digress. Drop Dead Fred. It's time for some deets. Drop Dead Fred. Uh, the by the way the tagline and I love taglines. He makes the trouble, and she takes the blame. Directed by Eight Day Jong. That's real. Produced by Paul Webster. Screenplay by Carlos Davis and Anthony Fingleton. Those two wrote this screenplay, and then story by Elizabeth Livingston, starring Phoebe Cates, who's married to Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, and has been for years. Uh, Rick Mavell stars as Drop Dead Fred, Marsha Mason, Tim Matheson, and Carrie Fisher star in this movie. Um, music, I would say by Randy. Uh, it says Randy, and you thought I was going to say Newman, but it's Randy Edel- Edelman. There's one point in this movie where there's a piano part, 
and I made up a song about Drop Dead Fred when we were watching this uh, together last night. <laughs> Drop Dead Fred. That's my Randy Newman impression. Um, <laughs> Drop Dead Fred. Release date, if Andy were here, he could do a really good one. April 19th, 1991 uh, for uh, in the U.S. It should have been April 1st. That would be even better. And then October 11th, the U.K. Um, I'm running time 101 minutes. Uh, felt longer. Felt much longer. <laughs> much, <laughs> much longer. Budget of $6.7 million. And it made 100... Or it made... <laughs> Budget of $6.7 million and it made $14 million. I almost said $140 million. <laughs> it's Drop Dead Fred, folks. Um, anyway, that's the deets on Drop Dead Fred. Man, are you ready for the greatest segment in podcast history? Kind of. Can I go back to one thing, though? Yes. I, I was 10 at the time, so that's why I was thinking Luke Perry was imagining that he would be 10. You think people are going to judge you or something? Well, I kind of felt like that was weird. <laughs> I said that kind of odd. I was 10. You didn't, I you was didn't 10. say, I have an imaginary friend currently, and he's 10-year-old Luke Perry. No. Awkwardly. <laughs> oh, no, no. So many weird Not things going on. No, no. I was 10 <clears throat> when I had an imaginary friend. Good. Well, I have an imaginary friend. It's called 30 Second Synopsis. Oh, gosh. And I imagine that it's, I'm the, sweating. I imagine that it's the greatest segment on the air today. Are you ready? Kind of. Amanda, 30-second synopsis. Drop dead Fred and go. So little Lizzie has uh, an imaginary friend named Drop Dead Fred and starts out the movie where you have that knowledge and then flash forward to her life as it's falling to pieces. Flash. Her husband is uh, leaving her for another woman, and so she has this innate fear of being alone. Pam back to her mother's house. Drop Dead Fred enters her life until he teaches her how to be independent. Oh, pretty good. There it is. Drop Dead Fred. I'm Coming so to NBC this fall. Great job. Everybody is. Um, I tell you what, folks. It's more tense with the music. It is. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Drop Dead Fred and the plot of this darned movie. See you in a sec. So, folks, uh, Drop Dead Fred. We were talking, uh, Amanda, who is this movie for? It's rated PG-13, is that right? Yes. So, who is this movie for? It's very kid. It is. Right? Yeah. It has a little bit of a the movie Big feel to it Ish, at times. But just not as good. But you would show, like, we would show Big to our seven-year-old. Yes, we would, because it it has that nostalgia. That's a movie we need to show him. Yeah, that is a movie we need. We didn't need to show him this movie. No. he. Why did we show him this movie? <laughs> he wanted to be a part of our lives. He did. He, he wanted to Drop see it. Dead Fred. And there were times that I, like, looked at you, and you looked at me like, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, we're great parents. Yeah, like, Golly. we're really winning in this parenting thing. Well, people show their kids worse things. Like, hey, that's horrible. And what am I talking about? I know you're going to go beat by beat through the whole movie, but what's the one scene? that you were like oh shoot we really shouldn't have well the, the any scene with drop dead friend yeah doing something <laughs> awkward like the cobwebs line and things like that is like oh my gosh and I'll, you'll have to sh i'll tell you about it later phil okay. all right but yeah, anyway so i i just am, dodged a bullet phil oh my god not watching this movie drop dead brilliant well i'm surprised there's not some rap some horrible 80s rap to this anyway um so drop dead fred uh is an imaginary character in the mind of Lizzie Cronin. Yes. And she is a stenographer in a courtroom. She is. And she, um, on her break, we don't really find that out until she comes back from her break, but she's on her lunch break, and she called, no, 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 no. She finds out, rewind, before that, she finds out that her husband is cheating on her with another man. Annabella. <laughs> her husband's cheating on her with another woman. What I just said that with another man. No. Anyway, she's it's a woman with, named with a woman Annabella. named Annabella because, as he says later in the movie, Annabella, I'm your fella. Yeah, it's real. Wow. And so they come she, crawling back every time when you use that line. She visits you know? her husband. Um, <laughs> I'm your fella. She's separated, though. That's what it is. She she finds out she's separated. Uh, she, we find out that she's separated in the movie. And um, she has a very controlling mother named Polly. And um, she has, she's on her lunch break. And Charles, her uh, husband, she visits. Um, he uh, says he wants to get a divorce because they, they've just been separated. And he's saying, I really wanted to get a divorce. This Annabella, you know, love of my life or whatever. 
and I want to be with her. Um, there's a car scene where they see each other uh, in the car across from each other, and it's really awkward and horrible. She stops at a public phone because this is pre-cell phone. We don't have cell phone options. Yeah. <coughs> she calls her friend on the phone. Which is Carrie Fisher. Which is Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, while she's talking to her, her car gets broken into, and they steal her purse. Purse is stolen. Then, then... She uh, same. She doesn't know about this, but then another person walks by and just outright steals her car. Somehow. It's the worst day ever. Husband officially wants to get a divorce. Her purse is stolen out of her car. Well, one, she had to use a payphone. That was pretty gross. Um, they didn't know back then. They didn't know back We didn't know back then. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> and then um, her car gets stolen, and then she gets back to work. She has to walk back to work. She's late. The judge fires her, which I don't think he could actually do because he didn't have a backup stenographer to type in. You know, stenographers are the ones that type the, the you know, the minutes or whatever, yeah. the court. You've really do- analyzed this log. movie. I don't think he could have actually fired. I don't think he, I don't think he could have actually fired her. Our, our friend, Coach Russell. Yeah. He could probably explain that to us probably. Why? Well, he's in courtrooms all the time. He, he knows probably the rules of stenographer firings. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why you would know that. Okay. <laughs> At any rate, I honestly am kind of impressed that you were that in tune to the details well, but, but, of the beginning. But let's of the think story. of the scenario: she gets fired, and then he goes, "Okay, we're going to have this court. We can't even have court because it's official, and you have to have it recorded because they need to be be able to go back in the minutes later and see if this, or the log later and see if this, you know, was okay." Mm-hmm. So they they couldn't have went on with that. He wouldn't have fired her then. But for movie purposes. It was okay. She's yeah. fired. It's a bad day. Because movie plot. She had a bit because movie plot needed it. So um, they, uh, she then is forced, uh, does she have to go back and live? No, she runs into her friend Mickey. She's cleaned out her desk or whatever she had, which I don't know if stenographer have a have a, her own desk or whatever. But she um, runs into her friend Mickey. Mickey starts telling us about, uh, telling her about Drop Dead Fred. And he recounts, because he hasn't seen her since childhood, and he recounts some of her, some of Drop Dead Fred's greatest hits, like yes. dropping paint on the one lady from the preview, <laughs> yep. and uh, which is like a granny or something, and then also um, the mud, mud pies. Mud pies. They made mud pies in the house. On they the did carpet. everything together. They were best friends best. when she was a kid. Yes, it, but but everyone else thought she was crazy because she would always blame okay. it on Drop Dead. Red. But, you know, they would not see, obviously, Drop Dead Fred, and they would walk into the room, and then, you know, everything was fine when they left, and then when they get back, you know, mud is everywhere. So he's a legit friend. Like, <clears throat> she likes him a lot. Oh, yeah, and the, he becomes the love interest in this movie. Really? Mickey well, does. Yeah. Not Drop Dead. Right. Mickey. Okay. The friend. Right, okay. Who's, who's yes. being the, again, I've said this about every week now, he is the kind of the... Obi Wan character that gives us the back the background information in the story. There's a lot of flashbacks to her and childhood, and he's and helping. Flash forward. He's you know, helping give a reason in real time. He's a say. reason to give that information. So yes. Mickey explains it. We learn about Drop Dead Fred through him, and then we see Drop Dead Fred through the memories of this. Um, then then uh, Elizabeth Lizzie has to move back in with her mom, who's a dominating, controlling, domineering, controlling. She's pretty person. terrible. She's bad, and and ultimately, psychologically, that's what's honestly has caused Drop Dead Fred. It's her, her relationship with. So her we've mom. got some real psychological stuff going on in this movie. And Lizzie, I feel like the way they portray Lizzie, Phoebe Kate's character, she's just really vanilla. Like, yeah, she is stepped on in this movie by, she's just by about everybody. Walked over by everybody, and she honestly doesn't have much of a personality. Herself throughout the movie, or just oh no, no, she doesn't. I, like she's like she is just even the whole time. Really? Yeah. I read some reviews from That's this weird. movie. I yeah. read some reviews from this movie from from back in the day for a lead for a lead character. What's yeah. Malt, Malt, Malkin Malton on movie Malkin on movies? What's that guy's name? I don't know. Someone's yelling at the radio in their car right now as I'm butchering this person. I, I hear what you're saying though. I mean, like for a main protagonist, you kind of expect that person to go on some kind of a journey you, and like. Improve as a person right. or not improve, you know. You root for her because she is that way, I feel like. But also, she doesn't 
she's not able to really stand up for herself. And she has this childlike, and I really feel like they made it that way, maybe to target. She's kept it. An audience, but she's kept this kind of like childlike. Innocence, but. A little bit. But almost like. But. I don't want to say ignorance. But she is naive at times in this movie. Right. In a weird way. Like, if you're talking, to, folks, if you're talking to someone out in public, like, but there's no one standing there. <laughs> you don't say Drop he, Dead Fred made me yeah, do it as a 26-year-old yeah, adult. It just doesn't work in public. Yeah. When you're breaking things in restaurants and stuff. Um, it was Drop Dead I, here Fred. Here's what I said. Leonard, Leonard Malton, who's Malton on movies, has done a lot of, you know, stuff. He uh, said that she... That she was the only redeeming part of the movie, basically. Like her, her acting, and I'm just—I don't think I could disagree more. Wow. So anyway, uh, Gene Siskel said it's supposed to be hilarious, but it's really, really—or no, 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 right? It's supposed to be hilarious, or it's a really, really depressing story about long-term effects of emotional abuse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and so, so, folks, if we're squaring that up, if we're squaring that part of the movie, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Does this have dark comedy feel to it as you're watching it? Or is it just yes. really out of place? Yes. yes. Okay. Back but, to uh, a term that you, um, well, I can't remember what movie we were watching, but it was described as a black comedy. Yeah. Which is a dark comedy. Dark comedy, yeah. But they described it as a black... They, this one as well. They described it as a black comedy. Yeah. I don't think they do that as much anymore. Everybody's mean to her. Like, us, and, and besides Carrie Fisher's character and then the love interest, Mick, is that Mickey? Mickey. Mickey. The mixture. Like, her mother is just... She berates her and is really mean to her and basically blames her for her marriage falling apart because Pan back years ago when Drop Dead Fred was in the picture... So Drop Dead Fred comes into the scene after being gone for a long time, yeah. right? Like he disappeared. He's kind of like a genie in a bottle. Okay. There's this box thing that she has in her room, and it's it's old, but it's still kind of hanging up where it was. I mean, her bedroom looks exactly the same as when she was Mama's six kept it, yeah, or ma- seven. Mama's kept it exactly oh, yeah. the same. Which is yeah. weird. Yeah, that's And is then bizarre. like her haircut throughout the movie, like she has it long hair. It starts out longer, but then she ends up cutting it down. Just like when she was a kid, yeah, because so Fred awkward. like ended up cutting her hair at one point, and then he did it again in adulthood. Like he reverts back to the old patterns because you know, imaginary friends—that's what they do with Want, children. Wanted to give a shout out to David in the live chat that he—he's he had the answer. I, he yelled Leonard at the uh, in the live chat. Just, <laughs> Leonard, I said it would be the case. I, I said that would be the case that someone would be yelling that at the uh, radio or in this case the live chat. But anyway. Um, she's an, an adult though, like yes. laying in her childhood bed and she's staring at like towards the ceiling at this box that's been taped shut and it's got, it's like old and tattered. And so she starts kind of peeling back the layers of the old tape and it's like a Jack in the box where it has like a wind up on the side and it starts to unwind and unwind. And she's just kind of laying there. As an adult in her childhood bed, and then like Drop Dead Fred, like magically yes. pops out. Love it. So, yep. J- Drop Dead Fred arrives on the scene, and he bounces all over the. Well, at first he's a little. He's like a little bouncy, little ball bouncy ball thing, first. but he's like, well, but he's like a little troll doll character, a like bit. weird looking thing. And then he springs to life, and he says, uh, "Somebody stop me!" Oh, no, that's the mask. <laughs> what's what's Beetlejuice's catchphrase? I wish I did right now, though. Smoking. That's what the mask says. Smoking. Smoking. Yeah. That's just Jim Carrey in general. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so he arrives, and here, folks, the hilarity ensues as he is breaking things and causing her to break things. And this is where, yes, Amanda, you are correct. I must suspend my disbelief. But there are some things that he's able to do She's able to then get some information from the things he can do and making him more omniscient than he should be and making her in turn also omniscient where she can like get information. She he sees things, reports ends up reporting it back to her, and then she's able to really do her I mean, really it's weird. Yeah, I just don't agree. I shouldn't look so deeply into this. Yeah. 
I mean, at any rate, <laughs> he shows up, and basically, we find out in this movie that she, he is back, basically, because she is alone, and he has come back to help her through this loneliness. Right? I can't yes. really sum anything up. There's just basically Eliz- Elizabeth is Lizzie is she wants Charles back. She wants Charles back, and, and that's her, her goal mom and her mom's goal for her is for her to get Charles back. Uh, but her mom's much heavier handier, heavy, heavier handed about things, and he, she, her erratic behavior is causing some issues because um, they're making her go to see a psychologist, and it's her same pediatrician, and she that she went to when she was younger. <laughs> yeah. That's that's creepy. And so yeah, she's it is in creepy. The, so she's in the waiting room with all kinds of other little kids in this scene, and. The other little and right, uh, right said Fred. Drop dead Fred sees these other characters and starts talking to them. Now she can't see the other, other imaginary, imaginary characters. Oh, yes, she can't see them, which I was glad because I was like, oh my gosh, that's next level stuff if she can see them. But he, uh, he can see these other friends, and they're just. They're not any. They don't really develop those people out or no, what their stories. They're just are. like children with their imaginary friends around the doctor's office, and then he sees them, and then they like have this little imaginary friend reunion because they all come from the same place, <laughs> but they know, they don't all look alike either. They have their own things going on. This is a psychologist that she's seen, or or is it a doctor? This is that a psychologist? Yeah, psychiatrist. Okay. Because they think she's insane. Because literally, yeah, yeah. as an adult. She'll be doing the same things that she reverted to when she was a child, like mud pies or cutting her hair and mm. those things like that. And they'll say, "What? what's going on, Lizzie? Are you just that distraught that Charles left you? And then she literally says things like, it was Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> yeah. And so, so she's there talking yeah. talking to them and, and, and he, he's there talking to them. And these other, char- these other imaginary people, um, they... They tell him, "Listen, if 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 he if he prescribes these green pills, he will cease. Drop dead Fred will disappear forever. Will yes. cease to exist. Green so then, pills. <laughs> the, the medication of the green pills causes uh, drop dead Fred to. Uh, he's getting a little worried here. Before this, I will say this. I skip this part. Um, she goes to find her friend Carrie Fisher's character." And she lives on... Because she just can't take it at her mom's She house lives anymore. on a houseboat. This houseboat, Phil, is a paddle wheel boat. Yes. Like the Branson Bell. Yes. Oh, wow. Or the, in, in Nashville, they have the General Jackson. And it's in the, you know... And it's this big paddle wheel boat. But she lives on it as a houseboat. It's a working boat. Because <laughs> she sees who she believes to be Charles, her man... Drive by waving on a speedboat. Oh, that's Charles. I must follow Charles in her horrible act yeah. way. In, this, Kate, thank in you. this houseboat. She somehow she somehow is able to drive this houseboat out into the bay of the city they live in. The Bay of Dragons. Wherever. Bay of Dragons. <laughs> and so but luckily Drop Dead Fred arrives to blow everything up. They sink the houseboat. What? Carrie Fisher's response is the most mild-mannered, well, most understanding <laughs> response. The way that the way that Lizzie told her too was just like she shows up to work and she's in this really important meeting and she's around like a table with all of these like big wigs, you know. And then she's like knocking on the door, and then she finally comes out of the meeting and she's like, "I sank your boat." I sank your houseboat. Drop dead Fred, like basically drop dead Fred made yeah. me do it. Yeah. And then she's like, where is drop dead Fred? And that part was in the promo when she's like slapping at the chair because she thinks she's slapping at drop dead Fred. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so then. That happened. She destroyed her house basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, but her response is just like, oh, all my stuff was on there. That's what she said. Really weird. <laughs> yeah. Not the response you'd expect. She's a really good friend. Yeah, this she's is a, a really good. She's friend. a great friend. She even thanks her later for sinking her boat because if she I, gets like, she gets a new circumstance and it's better. Or we're something. married. We are. And if I drove one of our cars into the river and said, "Hey, uh, 
Hey, uh, Wreck-It Ralph made me do it. You'd be, be like, like, peace out. Peace out, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be like, peace out. I'd be like, all right, honey, let's get you to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Drop Dead Fred told me to take you to the hospital. Uh, exactly. Um, so here we go. So in the house, uh, the uh, houseboat, he, uh, Drop Dead Fred helped sink the houseboat. And here we go. Check this out. Um, we are now subjected to, uh, she is essentially put on house arrest, has a nurse there at the house, and her mom basically says, you're not going anywhere. Um, oh, man. So they're uh, in the house. Uh, Charles is uh, Charles. with Annabella, right? It all seems lost because she's been prescribed these green pills, and if she takes the whole bottle, I guess, Drop Dead Fred uh, was gone forever. Because the other imaginary friends warn Drop Dead Fred. But we kind of want him, ultimately, in real life here, we kind of want Drop Dead Fred gone forever, ultimately, right? Yeah, because he's really mean. And he's not helping. Yeah, and he's not a really good imaginary friend, honestly. Basically, they try to escape. Uh, she's locked back in her room or whatever. They try to escape out the window. Um, she's stopped from... no. She gets out the window, and Mickey. Mickey's there. So, anyway... Um. Basically, uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Drop Dead Fred. So, basically, Drop Dead Fred at this point is trying to survive. He's trying to stay alive in the mind of Lizzie. Um, Lizzie uh, is trying to be... They're, they're, Mickey, her friend, is trying to save her, basically. Um, but Drop Dead Fred says, look, you can escape with me. You don't need... You don't need Charles. Well, this is like right around the time where Charles comes back to her. He just shows up. He just like randomly knocks on the door of the they apartment. They see each other at this event thing. Yes. And she meets Annabella for and the first time. And she's dressed up in her gown. Yeah. They all look beautiful at this. And she's drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> they all look beautiful at this event. <laughs> and then he sees her. And then the next thing that you know, like the next scene is him knocking on the door. Yes. I want you back. Blah, blah, blah. Because I want. Phoebe Kate's back. Um, so she uh, then is, they have a dinner? Yes. She is making him his favorite dinner. Which is? Beef Wellington. Oh, that's a good job, man. I know. Good and job, Lizzie. She has this, one of those old school, oh, the, pull the rabbit out of the head. Oh, voila. You know, like. The, uh, the, unveiling, the cover unveiling of the dish. Cover dish. Yeah, words for some reason Covered, are forming right now. Yeah. Um, so like she takes the cover off, and it's none other than mud pies. Baba. That Drop Dead Fred has created. So he's like, what is this, Lizzie? Yeah. And she's like, Drop Dead Fred made me do it. Which, again, I cannot blame this on him. Right. <laughs> so he goes, she goes, she says, look, I'm going to make you a spectacular salad. A, a romantic dinner salad. A romantic dinner salad. You're right. A romantic dinner salad. I don't think I've ever used those words in my life. No. At any rate. What makes a romantic dinner salad different I'm not sure. Than I don't know. It looked, it looked pretty normal. Right. She's, so, she's I mean, making it. Are there rose petals on she's, it? Or? No. Maybe rose water. As a Gross. vinaigrette. Balsamic and rose water. <laughs> um, so basically, though, they go. she goes in to make this thing. And this is where Drop Dead Fred does the one final pitch. Yes. For his safety, basically. Yes. Because um, she's taking pills as she's the making green the pills. salad. Because yeah. she's like, I'm done with you, Drop Dead Fred. And she like pops a pill. And then his skin tone gets like a little bit greener yeah. each time that she <laughs> pops a pill. Hence, green pill. So... That's where we are. So he is a figment. I mean, I think we solved it with that, right? He's a figment of her. He does some things in this, and he's getting ready to do something really crazy here. Yeah. Because this is the part that I was like, no way. This Again, is the we're part talking about an imaginary Jack character. I understand, folks. It's different. I know. It's an imaginary character. So in their apartment, there's this, like, partition wall that has, I mean, the wall goes almost all the way up to the ceiling, except for there's probably, like, a foot and a half clearance. So it's one of those partition walls. So he like somehow magically uses his magical abilities and he's like <coughs> laying on top of it to where one half of his body is on one side and the other half is on the other. And so 
after Charles gets upset and she's making the romantic dinner, he goes into the bedroom and closes the door and pulls out the old Zach Morris phone and calls <laughs> Annabella and is like, oh, Annabella, I'm still your fella. That's what she says. And uh, I still love you. And yeah. this is this is how it's going to be and this is how it's going to work. And then Fred hears this. And so then he goes back over to her and he's like, I need you to hear me out one last time. And then she's like, I've got this green pill and it's the last pill. This is the goodbye pill. And he's like, no, no, no. Just hear me out one last time. I'm being for real. And then um, he, she believes him and she walks into the room and just kind of like opens the door. And then hears the conversation that she's Charles is having on the phone with Annabella. Annabella. And then she's obviously like, she finally has a little bit of character at that moment because she's she's done. She's not trying to chase after someone who doesn't want her anymore. It's amazing. Yeah. And she dumps the salad on his head. Well, before that, that's when it goes into like dream sequence. Okay. So she he goes, let's get out of here. And they drift off into this dream world. And it literally is like in Fred's fictitious world this can't be where he lives right <laughs> it's like well she does the whole flying through the clouds fred's voiceover things happening and then um it's very wizard of oz like the <laughs> the sequence is because the house kind of like it's her childhood home pops up and then she is somehow like at, at the doorstep she opens the door and it's kind of creepy honestly when she walks in very creepy really creepy when she it walks like a haunted in. house a little bit yeah Except it's her childhood home. So weird. So he ends up telling her, you know, you finally can, you don't need me anymore. You finally can be independent because you don't need anybody because you have yourself. Yeah. And then we segue back to real world. And she kisses Drop Dead Fred. On the mouth. On the mouth. Mouth kiss. And then. Her imaginary friend. He. Disappears. Disappears. Uh, later in the movie, we see Mickey and her are together, and Mickey has a daughter. Daddy, Daddy, Drop Dead Fred made me blah, blah, blah. And Drop Dead Fred has now apparently become the imaginary friend of Mickey. Mickey's daughter. Mickey's daughter. And it's full circle, and she's got the biggest smile on her face. Yep. Her mom and her kind of sort of make up. She gives her mom a big hug and says, Mom, you just need to find your friend. Yep. And then she walks off. Yeah. And that's it. She's like, see ya. And then Randy Newman sings, drop dead Fred is coming to ya. But, you know, Phoebe Cates at the end, she cannot see Fred. Right, right. But he know, she knows that Freddie's there. Fred doesn't act like he sees her, though, either. No, no, no. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to go into this, the uh, the mechanics of how an imaginary <laughs> friend works. Anyway, so there it is. Um, Maida, what's some goods and bads of this movie? What's the goods? Well, you know, it's always refreshing to see Carrie Fisher in anything. You know, I agree. So, she's the good. She's the good. She is good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was in Blues Brothers. She was. And she uses a missile launcher in Blues Brothers. It's (laughs) awesome. Like, it's phenomenal. That's awesome. That movie's great. Blues Brothers. Now, Blues Brothers 2000, we could totally do on this show. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen her in much other than Star Wars, to be honest. She had other movies she was in. Yeah, she yeah. Just, it, it's just one of those where that she Star had some Wars. 80s I just I haven't seen those movies. But for a lot of those actors, I mean, it's like Luke Hamill or not Luke Hamill, Mark Hamill, like, you know, he he had a hard time at first getting kind of off the schneid, mm-hmm. and then he ended up turning his like career into this like, you know, voiceover acting, and there was, became a, a author, and he just did other stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, what's some bads this movie? Some bads. Well, I honestly thought for 1991, <laughs> everything that Fred said. Well, I honestly thought for 1991, some of the set stuff wasn't the worst. Uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't awesome, but it wasn't like no bad. It's like this. Weird, There's some lame stuff in this thing, though. right? It's just. I mean, I don't really feel like there are plot holes. I don't know why. It's just bad. This movie would this movie be made today? Could you make this movie today? Or would you make would they make this movie? Um, here's what I think about that. Drop Dead Fred and the people in Lizzie's life were way too mean for that movie to be made like that today. Like everyone was just really mean to her and the things that he would say and especially in the beginning when like he first pops back into 
her life because he is just he's just ugly. Like he just has ugly things that he says. He calls her snot face. He does he, call her snot face. He doesn't say kind things to her like you would think an imaginary best friend <laughs> would say. Like he's just kind of downright mean and he gets her in trouble all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it would have a totally different spin. Yeah. Um, because he's just kind of mean. I have not seen this movie, but it's, I just just watched the trailer that we did for the pa- patron only pre-show, and his voice. I don't know how you guys endured listening to that guy talk. For I, I imagine I imagine Simon Pegg doing a reboot of this, <laughs> and then being that person. You know, it'll be it would be better. It'd be huge. Yeah, it would Drop be better. Fred. Yeah, we might it's get got it. This weird kind of. Problem child feel to it Ooh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Problem child, that's a good one. All the problem childs because of all the trouble she gets in, and she really is this sweet kid, but she just has a terrible imagination. But she's a twenty-seven year. <laughs> but she's a twenty-seven year old. But she also, she's a sweet kid. But is, she's made to feel like she's a kid. Is, is the movie funny? Like, were you guys laughing out? Never, no, never, never. I did not laugh at this. There's lots of just us looking back and forth at each other, like we're really doing My, this. Well, like, I was really... looking at you because I, I was like, why did you subject me to this? Yeah. And then you said, Miller laughed for your blasted podcast. You. <laughs> I was like, it's horrible. It's horrible. That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> and then, like later on, I probably, I said, I probably should have done like Teen Witch or something. Let's rate this movie. I don't know. On a scale of one, horrible. Being eh, pretty bad, okay. To five horribles being unbearable to watch. It's a five. <gasps> Whoa! It's a five. I feel I would never say to you, ever. You should. You watch need to watch this movie. movie. <laughs> like I would feel terrible that you had spent. Actually, I would feel horrible if you had spent time an, on after a recommendation an hour and a half of your life after someone recommended it to you you wouldn't, you wouldn't wish this yeah. on your worst enemy no i don't think i would pretty sure pretty, pretty sure, sure that that's not gonna happen yeah. um i'm a, i'm also gonna give this a five it's oh, horrible that the bad whole, huh? well the whole time like normally when we've and i haven't done a movie in a while but like Normally, when we are watching a movie together, he'll be like, oh, yeah, this is good. This part right here is good for the podcast. We'll have a good conversation about it. And the whole time that we were watching this last night, he literally kept looking at me being like, Amanda. <laughs> I did the old thing where you like, hit pause. what have you done? Where you hit pause just to see how much time's left, and you're like, there's no way. That's what I said at one point. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way there's this much time left in this movie. Right. <laughs> But folks, uh, like so we I said, feel like a drop, bad human. drop dead Fred. Uh, boy, if you like to, uh, the maybe you just, uh, well, I don't know. Mm, drop dead Fred. <laughs> just don't do it, guys. Amanda, what? What have you been into lately? Um, um, you know what I'm into? What are you into? I'm into looking forward to... Two uh, Stranger Things coming out. Oh yes, on Netflix. We have been um, rewatching because we watched Stranger Things like when it dropped last summer, um, but we've been rewatching it just to because I love rewatching something but right, you, right before. Like our, go ahead, sorry. And I need, I've never really been that way with a lot of things, but I I do like it for Stranger Things because there's a lot of just like questions I still have about what is going on with. You know, yeah, the whole world, there. the realm, the other kind yeah. of side that's going on. So we've been watching that to just refresh our memories, and I'm excited that it's coming back out. It's so cool. Those kids nail it. They're great actors. They're so good. Like they're really solid child actors. It's amazing. Yeah, they're so good. And um, they're funny, and it's very much like what real life kids would be like. I mm-hmm. feel like in that situation, crazy <laughs> sci-fi so situation. Um, so it's back this Friday. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, the twenty, yeah, the twenty seventh. Seventh is when it drops. It's real good. Um, yeah, I'm definitely pumped for that. And I, I've said this before on this show. I'm a rewatcher of things, and sometimes probably to a fault where you're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, why are you watching Cheers right now?" Has he went into detail about the way he rewatches things with you, Phil? Jack? Yeah. Uh, no. So okay, so check this out, fellow listeners. Hello. He, he he has rewatched Seinfeld three times. I've seen it the whole all the seasons twice. He, I think 
He's done it three times. We for sure have watched rewatched The Office at least three times. Oh man, I, in our marriage, I, I, I don't think I could do that. I, I love The Office, but I yeah. can watch all ten seasons. Um, and I, maybe not like the last two seasons, but for sure the first four. Um, and then I know I've rewatched Parks and Rec, and he's watched it through once. But right now we are going through a cycle of Wings for the second time, <laughs> um, which is so good. Man, Wings is so not, good. Uh, only a second time. Well, it's like I've watched it. I watched it growing up, and you watched it growing up. But like, Wings is so good. Brian Hackett. I like it. Man, it still stands. Anyway. Um, and then Cheers. He's watched Cheers two times. Seinfeld, I've watched so many times. So many like, times. Beyond belief, so many times. Well, in Frasier, right? Like you, you've seen a lot of Frasier. Yes, um, he's re- he's watched Frasier. Yeah, I watched Frasier. Frasier. Yeah, again, I think is it, it's been a rewatch for you, or you just watched them all? No, I, I no, I had never watched Frasier all the way through, but I kind of enjoyed okay. it. You know what we started watching the other day that I showed Miller, Family Matters, and uh, he's been introduced <laughs> to Steve Urkel now. Yeah. So oh good. my gosh, so good. Yeah. You, uh, you want to talk about catchphrase? Like that—that's kind of a lost art now. Like sitcoms these days don't have characters with catchphrases, but yeah. ev- everyone knew his. Oh, back, back in then the, I do that. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, even if it, people who didn't watch the show knew it, you know, it was just like public consciousness. Right. Um, I will say this. Jasmine in the live chat asked <coughs> if it's the British office, and I have watched the British office, but yes, uh, we have watched the British that. office and and the American office, too. So, yeah, darn good. Yes. American office is better. Mm, it, they're different. Yeah, they're just. Yeah, they are different. Like They're yeah. so different. different like, like they became different shows because that first season, like you could tell that. The American office tried to be, uh, you know, Steve Carell was trying to take on some of that stuff that Ricky Gervais did. And it's like, he just, and then he veered, he veered off. And I'm glad he veered off because yeah. it was like. He made his own character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was smart. So, so good. Darn Man, good. So good. Uh, it was darn good. So anyway, um, yeah, good times. Good times, great oldies. I, I will right. not be watching this movie. Don't do it, Phil. No. You don't need to watch this movie, Phil. Don't do it, Phil. Um, <laughs> well, you've. Told me everything that happens in it, so now I don't have to. Does it sound compelling? Do you feel <laughs> do, you, do you feel the need to go watch? There, because you shouldn't. I got to be honest, guys. There, <laughs> there aren't a lot of like scary ish, Halloween, spooky Halloween ish kind of movies that I will watch over and over again. I there, there aren't really that many that I'm interested in rewatching. Um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of them are real hokey, and they don't really. Like, I mean, it's hard to scare someone twice, like on the same thing. Like, even if it's a legitimate. That, asked, that sounds like a tagline to me. It's hard to scare someone <laughs> twice. Um, and then the funny ones, I think, just come off, coming off really lame. Yes. And, and, and honestly, a lot of them are very old movies now. Like, they, I don't know that they've, I mean, unless I'm just missing out. I can't think of a lot of, like, funny Halloween movies, except maybe like um like the animated stuff that they've done like uh hotel transylvania and no stuff that's like that. true you oh, could Miller you could probably spend, spend there yeah yeah and i like i like those movies but honestly i i don't know that i'd go back and rewatch those um i i liked them the first time but i don't know that i would watch them every year <coughs> but i mean our child right now is only 15 months old so that could change very oh it'll soon. yeah that'll Someday. change yeah that'll change yeah. <laughs> um i wanted to say this and this may be uh this is new re- literally straight out of the uh like brand new info um if you are in the kansas city area let's say you're in the kansas city area Mm -hmm. uh november the 11th we are going to be doing a live episode uh from kansas city comic-con now we've done it from planet comic-con before but this is kansas city comic-con november the 11th and the the whole comic-con is 10th 11th 12th but anyway if you're in that area there'll be more uh There'll be more uh, uh, info coming down the pipe there. Uh, it's kind of—it's not really last minute, but it's uh, only a few weeks away. So anyway, I uh, just want to say that if you wanted to kind of experience this live, I have some free giveaway stuff too because we always do. But anyway, I wanted to put that out there, um, and I do not think that Mike Myers would uh, trip uh, an ADT alarm. Probably, I think he's mythological uh, just from the live chat there. Just going to say that, Jasmine. I don't think that Mike Myers would. I'd be tripping any alarms because he's scary. And well, you just walk through. Mar- Margot Kidder is going to be there. She's the Lois Lane yeah, from the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Margot Kidder, Kidder. And, you know, um, like they're having a 40th anniversary Superman, uh, like the, 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 the Christopher Reeve Superman uh-huh. at that at, 
at uh, Kansas City Comic Con. So that's kind of cool. going to be the big one uh, for them. Cool. Also, uh, the black, the original Black Power Ranger uh-huh. and the original Yellow Power Ranger. Oh wow, cool! They're both going to be there too. Like awesome. Go-Go, like so like Power Rangers. Yep, Go Go Power Rangers and the set <laughs> Saban Power Rangers. So if you wanted to see a live show, folks, we'll be there uh, in force. It'll be fun. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So that's kind of the word on that. But, uh, folks, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Amanda, thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Great times. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all the people, I'm, like I'm said, sorry that I've subjected people you're fine. to hear about Drop Dead Friends. It's all good. <laughs> See you guys soon. Um, thanks to the chat for hanging out. Oh, my gosh. With us As a, that was fun. The chat, it makes it so much fun, guys. And uh, we just really appreciate you. Seriously. Uh, no, Jared... Jason David Frank, the White Ranger, will not be there as of now. Are you but crying right now, Jared? Jared's crying because he was gonna, he was gonna, he was gonna, uh, <clears throat> he was gonna challenge uh, the White Ranger to a kicking competition, right, Jared? Yeah, because our friend Jared is a black belt. He is a black belt. He is. That's legit. Jared, what what kind of uh, what what do you practice? What's your uh, uh, martial art of choice? I'm waiting for his response in the live yeah. chat. We are waiting on pins and needles. We're waiting, Jared. Jared. I can't. It's cra- Kramaga. What's it called? Kramaga. Did I just say crawfish? What did I just say? I don't know. Cra- yeah. Maybe in Kramaga. Louisiana. J- Jared specializes in face kicking. Kicking your face. <laughs> in your face. Alfred. Anyway, so folks, again, thanks for tuning in. Tell a friend. Um, follow us on the old uh, Twitter and on uh, Facebook. And uh, yeah. Uh, movies, movie suggestions, we take them. So, um, anytime you want to, just shout us out. Um, oh, hold on. I can't even pronounce that. Okinawan Shorunru is, is that what real? Jared does of the Takadura Dojo. But, uh, all right, folks, wow. thanks so much. Sounds impressive, and, Jared. Um, Sounds dangerous. Next week, uh, I think the Youngsmas are coming on. Grant and Caitlin. Sweet. Youngsmas. So, uh, That'll young, be a good time. Grant and Caitlin Youngsmas. I just said <laughs> karate kid kind of stuff huh jared Do, are we teasing what movie there is that decided it's or? a very special halloween episode okay and i'm gonna break a rule on this one and it is a disney product okay it's a disney production uh, but i'm breaking a rule because it's a holiday okay and that's all i'm gonna say all right that's all i'm gonna say uh follow it's us really on, bad follow, follow us on social media this week and we'll, uh, you'll be able to see. It is lame. Beyond lame. If you thought... D- drop Dead Fred. I almost said Right Said Fred again. <laughs> I almost said Right Said Fred. I'm too I'm... sexy on there. Too sexy for my car. <laughs> no shirt. Right Said Fred? Remember him? Yeah, I remember. Okay, sorry. You gave me that look like... Look what you made me do. Is that him? Oh, that is the same thing. It's the same thing. I have never even thought about that. Yep. You are absolutely right. Yep. <laughs> right? Right, she, Phil? She totally... Re- I mean, it's kind of a generic rhythm, but... Right. Th- that is totally the same thing. I wonder if she gave him um, songwriting credits. No. Who is that? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. She did. She did give him... She song- did. She no, no, him- she did. I saw a thing online that she gave Right Said Fred Ooh, Look credit. what you made me do. Yep. I'm too sexy for my car. Too sexy for my car. Sad. Look what you made me... Um, all right. That's crazy. Look what you all made me do. You made me... Uh, start a podcast and now look what happens um guys thanks thanks for listening online uh we appreciate you guys yep um seriously shoot me an email if you're a patron shoot me an email yeah uh, I, I really we got some shirts so we got some shirts man and ladies and everybody the we world jokes and jokes and jokes and forget it all right we'll see you guys soon uh live long and prosper peace out peace out the Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.